you. Isn't it good to be saved? Amen. I wore this outfit for all them degenerate reprobates that said I was wearing crimson last week. <laughs> I just want everybody to know it. There ain't no Tennessee. <clears throat> Listen. Uh, uh, just, just for future reference, just for future reference, if, if you see me telling somebody they don't know Jesus and we need to call security, I'm just teasing. <laughs> Last week, and by the way, it's good to be able to laugh at church, amen? I'm glad we don't go to a, 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 a starchy place where you can't smile and you can't enjoy yourself and have a good time and, and have fun with your family. Family. Uh, but if you see that, trust me, trust me, it's all in, it's all in fun, it's all in jest. If, if, if I'm serious, you would know it. <clears throat> and all God's people say it. Amen. Amen. How many of y'all are excited about football season? Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Some of you ain't, I can tell. <laughs> all right. All right, if it, what we're going to do today, we're going to take a break. We're going to take a break from our series we've been going through on authentic salvation. Uh, we're going to pick back up next week on that, Lord's willing. If nothing changes, we're going to try to do that. But today, we have Connect today, our, our, our ministry that helps us get people in our small group system. And our small groups, our life groups are so, so important. And that's what I want to talk about today. That's what I want to preach about today and why they're important. Uh, how many of y'all know that, that God doesn't believe in Lone Ranger Christians? There's no such thing. If you hear somebody tell you, if you hear somebody tell you, well, I can be a good Christian and stay at home. What you need to do is look him square in the eye and said, you're wrong. You're wrong. And you say, well, how do you, because the Bible says so. It says, don't forsake the assembling of yourselves together. Don't do it. You cannot be a good Christian and, and, and stay on the beach and stay on the lake and stay at home and watch it on TV. That's, that's a bunch of garbage. And we'll, we'll learn that today, and we'll see all of the one another's in the Bible, all through the New Testament. In the very beginning, when this whole thing started, when God instituted his church and Jesus started his church, in the book of Acts chapter 2, we'll find what they did. They came together, and they fellowshiped, and they prayed for each other, and they ate together. Say amen. 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 Uh, listen, all of these things took place because God wanted you to know, and if you know the illustration that's given in God's word about a baby Christian, when a, per a person pers first gets saved, he calls them a babe in Christ. And every baby needs a family. Let me say that again. Every baby needs a family. God's design was to have a mama and a daddy take that baby home to a family and that family raise and train and develop that child in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. That's God's plan. Are y'all with me? Now, man has totally messed that up. Man has totally destroyed the, the family unit and the culture and the way, and, and that's all the devil's doings. But listen, we are family. Say that with me. We are family. Family. Say it again. We are. Family. I tried to get uh, Jalen to sing that this morning. And he wouldn't do it. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. We are. I, I just. It's in my head now. I won't be able to get it out. Amen. Ephesians. Now some of y'all ain't laugh all morning. I'm gonna get you for it's over with. So y'all might as well loosen up. Amen. Ephesians two in verse number nineteen. Ephesians two in verse number nineteen. If you're there, say amen. 
Now, therefore, ye are no more strangers and foreigners. Thank God. But we're fellow citizens with the saints and of the what? And of the household of God. Now, word household means joint. It means family. And are built upon the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone, in whom all the building, that's talking about you and me, fitly framed together. In other words, we all fit. God has placed, if you are here by divine design, and if you are here, it's by divine design, and you feel like this is where God would have you be, you fit here. Everybody has a different uh, assignment. Everybody has a different uh, responsibility. But God has designed us all to fit. To fit. Amen? Amen. Now watch. Fitly framed together groweth into a holy temple in the Lord. In whom ye also are builded together for a habitation of God through the Spirit. In other words, God is putting together. God is putting together a group of people that he can inhabit with his presence. Now that's exciting. Now I want you to flip over. I want you to flip over one chapter there to chapter number three, chapter number three, and look in verse 14. One chapter over, chapter three, and verse 14. When you find it, say amen. Amen. For this cause, for this cause, I bow my knees unto the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, of whom the whole Everybody said, of whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named. Turn to your neighbor and say, We're family. We're family. Now look, now look, some of y'all are having a hard time with that. I've got I've got good news and I've got bad news. Which one you want first? The good news, okay. Good news, we are family. We're family. The bad news is, we're family. We're family. Now, here's the thing. They say you can choose your friends, but you can't choose your family. Uh, That's true. That's true. But thank God, he knows what he's doing. He knows what he's doing. Amen. Let's pray and we'll we'll talk about this today. Lord, thank you so much for the privilege and the honor it is to go to church with people who love each other and love you and love your word and love worship and love the things of God. And Lord, I pray that you'll just please anoint this service. It's going to be a little different. Lord, it it is different than the the normal style where we preach verse through verse. But God, I pray that you'll use it, encourage us, motivate us, help those who uh, are thinking about coming tonight to connect, help them to confirm that. And Lord, those that are not thinking about it, help them change their mind. Lord, you said the heart of the king is in the hand of the Lord and as the rivers of water you turn it with us every will. And I pray that your perfect will be done in this service. And Lord, we'll thank you. We'll praise you and give you glory and honor for it. In Jesus' name we pray. And all my family say it. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. You may be seated. We are family. We are family. God intended for us to be part 
of a family. He did not intend for a Christian to get saved and just try to live life on their own. That's not part of it. That's not part of the deal. That's not what God intended. He wanted us to be part of his family. Are y'all with me? Say amen. Now, obviously, I want to do everything I can to encourage you and promote Life Groups Connect tonight and to get you to come. Uh, it is our goal to have everybody that comes to Temple in a group. Our Life Groups is where we minister to people. The Life Group is where we care for each other. Uh, there's no way in the world a church this size can take care of everybody without the Life Group system. And, and, and we're going to see that. Uh, there are so many churches that are bottlenecked at the pastor or the pastor's staff uh, because they can only grow to the point that they can handle it or they can keep up with it. Now, that's not biblical. God never called the pastor to take care of everybody. Not one single verse in God's word can you show me that. But I can show you tons, and we're going to see them today, where it says one another, one another, one another, one another. Admonish one another, prefer one another, care for one another, love one another. Are y'all with me? So many places where God wants us to, to care one for another. So let's, we're going to do this. And I haven't done this in a long time. I, I love doing uh, messages like this with the acrostic and all that. So let's try that today. Let's use the word family. Let's take the word family because I think we can do this and, and stay, stay biblical with this. Uh, let's look at what family means and what it should mean to everybody. F-A-M-I-L-Y. Are y'all with me? Say amen. amen. Let's take the first letter, F. What does F mean in family? What does it mean in life groups? What does it mean and what did God intend for us to have with this? The first word we're going to use is the word fellowship. <clears throat> Write that down. Fellowship. Everybody say that with me. Fellowship. Everybody say it. Fellowship. fellowship. God intends for you to have fellowship. Now, what is the purpose of fellowship? It's to combat loneliness. Loneliness. Do you realize that we are more connected than any time in history, yet we are the loneliest generation? We are connected with everything. We're connected with, with, with technology and all that goes along with that. I mean, you can stay connected with somebody in Australia. In, in, a, in a second, you can be in contact with these people. Yet we don't even talk to the person across the living room. I was, I, was at, I was at some uh, friend's house last night uh, watching uh, that fight last night. And, uh, and, and no, my God didn't win. <laughs> but, but I was sitting there and I was just happened to watch and, and just kind of scan the, uh, the crowd because I'm nosy and I check people out. Amen. I'm always watching people, just people are my business. And, and, it, and, and I, was, I was thinking about how we're, we're sitting in a living room. Uh, that's, 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 we're all, it's like, kind of like a cozy situation and probably, probably seven out of the 12 was like this. And, I, and I'm not criticizing that because I was looking at mine too, amen? Uh, but the point is, is we are so connected, but we're so disconnected. And, and this is the thing. There was a day, there was a day. Here's a good illustration. There was a day when everybody had a front porch. Y'all with me? A front porch by the sidewalk. And, and, and the front porch is where you sit out there and have a glass of tea with your neighbor on a regular basis. But we don't have front porches no more. We all build back porches and put fence up and say, don't come see me. And we do like the, like the commercial, like a good neighbor, stay over there. 
right? Lonely. Lonely, disconnected. Well, guess what? God intended for you to have fellowship. Fellowship. Look what it says. Let me give you a verse. It says in Acts chapter number 2, this is right after the day of Pentecost. This is right after Peter preached and thousands were saved. It says, and then they that gladly received his word were baptized. And the same day they were added unto them uh, about 3,000 souls. That's what I call a service. Amen. And this is what they did. After they were saved, after they were baptized, after they were joined together and, and added to the church, added to the local assembly. It says, and they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and... And... Now watch what it says in, in 1 John chapter 1. 1 John chapter 1 says this, that which, we, that which was from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, which we have looked upon, and our hands have handled of the word of life. For the life was manifested, and we have seen it. And bear witness, and show unto you that eternal life, which was with the Father, and was manifested unto us. And what he's saying here is we saw Jesus. This is way after the resurrection. This is years after the resurrection. They are trying to minister and communicate to people who had only heard about Jesus. Well, John is saying, listen, I know what you heard, but let me tell you what I saw. And let me tell you what I touched with my own hands. This is not the figment of somebody's imagination. He was the real deal. I walked with him and I talked with him and I spent time with him. I saw him. He was real and then he says this and this is why i'm telling you this this is why i'm telling you this that which we have seen and heard declare we unto you watch this now that ye also that ye also may have what that ye also may have with and truly our fellowship is with the father and with his son jesus christ fellowship Someone has said this, fellowship is two fellas in the same ship going the same direction. But it's way more than that. Fellowship means there is something in common. If you take the word, it means shared. It's shared. It's not, it's not just hanging out. It's not just spending time with people. It means you are connected because there is something similar. There is a common denominator. And that common denominator is the gospel of Jesus Christ. Isn't it amazing that you can go out of town? I can go to a church. I can go to a church. In, I'm talking about with Yankees. Say amen. I can go to Columbus, Ohio, where they make fun of the way I talk. And I can fit right in with Yankees. Why? The Holy Ghost. They have the same thing in them that I have in me. And that brings a connection. And we have a shared interest. We are together. And we have fellowship. Fellowship. And I love it. Man, I love hanging out with God's people. I love spending time with God's people. Now, here's, I, I, I know what you're thinking. I know what you're thinking. I, 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 never, I never really <clears throat> just seen how important fellowship is. Do you know that fellowship is important to even lost people? Fellowship is even important to lost people. Let me give you an illustration. I, most of y'all know I like coon hunting. <clears throat> And I like coon dogs. I, 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 love, I love my hounds and, and, and everything. And, uh, and, uh, and, and there's a place called Coleman Coon Club. It's a, it's a little cabin. It's a little shack beside some chicken houses 
over by uh, Covered Bridge area in, in, in West Point in that area over there. And, uh, and here's what happens. Uh, uh, a bunch of people come every Tuesday and, uh, and, 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 and fellowship. <laughs> and fellowship. Now, here, here's the point. Uh, when I first came, I thought it was, all right, we all come and then we, then we go coon hunting because everything was about coon hunting. Everything, that was the most important thing. And the, and the younger you are, that, that is. I mean, you, you, you don't want to spend much time in the cabin. You want to be in the woods. But the older I've gotten and the more I've realized that it's really not about coon hunting. It's not. He said, why, why do you say that? Because there will be people that will load their dogs up and get in and go and come to the cabin and talk to 11 and then go home. <clears throat> And I, 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 when I was when I was younger, I, younger than I am, uh, I'm still young. Say amen. <laughs> I, I didn't I didn't understand that. I didn't get that. I said, man, this, you're not even you're not even gonna go. You just left your dog in the box, and you're not even gonna go. What is the point? And the point is this: they needed fellowship. They come together in the common denominator. The shared interest is coon dogs and coon hunting, and, and it is more important and more enjoyable to sit there and lie about their dog than to go coon hunting. Do I have a witness dead one? Amen. And you know what I saw? I, I sat on the couch. I sat on the couch, and I was watching all these gentlemen. And, I mean, there's like pockets of people. These are over here talking about old highball, and these are over here talking about. And sometimes they'll even go into the election. God help us right there. And I, I just watched, and the point was really not going coon hunting. They just craved each other's attention. And fellowship. Hey, this could be, you could say this about anything. You could say this about coon hunting. You could say this about golf. You could say this about racing. You know, you could say this about whatever the issue is. We have a shared interest. But the shared interest is not the most important thing. The, the most important thing is being able to hang out with other people. The shared interest gave us an excuse to do it. Listen, we go out to eat. And we think that, that, you know, the eating is the most important. That's not what we're craving. No, we love the fellowship. We love sitting across the table from somebody who has a shared interest that we have and are trying to live the life that we're trying to live. And we're, we're there enjoying each other's company. And God is saying you need fellowship. We're all going to have fellowship one way or another, but it's depending on who it's with. And by the way, by the way, depending on who you fellowship with can greatly determine how your life turns out. But we need fellowship, guys. We need fellowship. Well, I just not, I'm just not that type of person. You, you are more than you think you are. You are more than you think you are because God designed you that way. God created you on the inner being that you need each other. We need each other. Listen, we need fellowship. Family, F means fellowship. Look at A. Look at A. What does A mean? I believe A stands for affirmation. We're talking about family. What is the word affirmation? Let's look at the one another's here. Watch this. Romans 12, 10. 
Romans 12:10. Be kindly affectionate one to another with brotherly love and honor, preferring one another. Hebrews 3:13. But exhort one another daily. While it is called today, lest any of you be hardened through the deceitfulness of sin. 1 Thessalonians 5.11 Wherefore, comfort ye yourselves together and edify one another. Now look at these words. Kindly affection. Prefer. Exhort. Edify. The word exhort means to encourage. The word edify means to build up. What does that mean? It means affirmation. It means affirmation. It means giving a good attaboy. Everybody needs affirmation. Everybody does. Now listen, I know there are tons of people, probably even in this building right now, as, as big as this crowd is, there's probably tons of people in here that did not have a good family life. They did not have someone there saying, attaboy, a good job. Way to go, affirming you. But every, let me, let me tell you, parents, every child needs that. This world will tear you down. This world will tear you apart. This culture is so anti-Christ and anti-God. Everybody needs affirmation. I remember, I remember my dad. I've told you this story before. How many of y'all remember in Little League when sometimes you couldn't get enough umpires and everything, they'd call one of the dads out of the stands to do like umpire and, and be the umpire out there at first base, you know? And, 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 and he, had to be, he had to be, you know, neutral, right? Supposed to be neutral and, and, and unbiased and everything. And, and I remember my dad, they had him out there on first base. And, and I hit a ball out in left field. And I come around first base. I come around first base and made that wide turn going wide open. Runs hard like a run. And I heard my dad under his breath, run, boy, run. <laughs> now, he was supposed to be unbiased, but he was giving a little affirmation. Amen. Everybody needs that. Everybody needs that. And you know what God's word is saying here? One another in the congregation with each other, there should be affirmation going on. There should be encouragement going on. The word edify means to build up. And you know what? We're supposed to be affirming one another. Listen, ladies, if you, you know, y'all are going about this all wrong. <clears throat> and and, 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 and I, I, you don't get it. I'm just telling you, you don't get it. Nagging your husband will accomplish nothing. Amen. Nothing. I've told him five times. He heard you the first time. How's it working? Is that working? And nagging that third, fourth, fifth time? Is that working? That's not how you do it. How many of you ladies here want to know the secret? That's not enough people. I'm going to ask that again. How many ladies want to know the secret? How many of y'all want to get something out of your husband? It's not nagging. It is bragging. If you will learn to brag on your husband, expect, I'm preaching. I know what you think. You're just saying that to get Miss Tammy sick and she's not here, but I hope she's listening by way of uh, uh, internet. Say amen. You want, you want your husband to do something? Brag on him. 
brag on it. Look, boy, look how you carried them, them groceries in. My God, you, if he hears that, this is what he's going to say. You think that's something? Watch this right here. I'll show you something. I'm preaching this morning. <clears throat> Men love affirmation. And whether they want to admit it or not, whether they want to tell you or not, they crave your affirmation. Listen, they can have, and let me say this, ladies, let me tell you, wives, they can get affirmation from other people, and it will mean nothing compared to when it comes from you. And let me tell you something, our children need the same thing. But guess what? We all need it. We all need it. We all need an attaboy. We all need an encouragement. You know why? Because life is tough. Life is difficult. How many, how many lost people are going to come up to you and encourage you to stay right with God? How many, how many heathens in this world are going to come up to you and say, hey, keep up the good work, stay faithful, stay, stay in the stuff. Let's be faithful and well-doing, for in due season we faint not. How many, you're not going to get that from nowhere. But guess what? Fall into a life group and learn to encourage one another. Amen. Encourage one another. We need affirmation. We need encouragement. Everybody does. He said, oh, I don't need that. Yes, you do. Everybody does. And all God's people say it. Affirmation, M, M, I got to go quick. And by the way, by the way, they shafted us last week on the time. <laughs> it's a good thing we have rollover minutes, amen. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. M, man, after this one, we may need rollover minutes, amen. M, M stands for ministry, ministry. F, let's, let's rehearse. F means, everybody say it, come on. F stands for? Fellowship. A stands for affirmation. affirmation. Then, then, then M stands for, look, look what it says. Look what it says. Hebrews chapter number 10. Look at the verses. Hebrews chapter number 10. And let us consider one another. Let us consider, come on everybody, let us consider one another. That means out here, out here. This is where we should be getting this, not just from the pulpit. Y'all with me? Watch this. Let us consider one another to provoke unto love and to good works. We should be encouraging and provoking to good works. Watch this next verse. Watch this next verse. Galatians chapter 5 verse 13. For brethren, ye have been called unto liberty. Only use not that liberty for an occasion to the flesh, but by love. What's that word? Say it again. Serve one, one another. You see, Life Group gives you an opportunity to minister to one another, to serve one another, to encourage one another, to edify one another, to do something for someone else besides expecting someone else to do something for you. I've heard, I've heard it all. <clears throat> I've heard every excuse. I've heard every reason. I, I, what, I don't need that kind of attention. But what if somebody needs your attention? And by the way, it's not a what if. It is. It is. Listen, God did not call us to be selfish. God did not call us to be selfish. God called us to be selfless. Selfless. Now, selfishness is a human trait. 
It is a human trait that came from the fall. Y'all with me? Selfishness. And, and, And we're born with it. We're born with it. This is not something that we have to develop. This is not something that we have to learn. You can take a little toddler, you can take a little baby, and you can let, how many of y'all put little, 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 little people together, and they still in diapers, and there's 15,000 toys in the floor, and, and toddler little Johnny sees that little Henry has picked up a, a truck, and there's 30 other trucks there, but he wants that one. Does anybody know what I'm talking about? And he will go to little Henry, and, and he'll tell little Henry, Mine! Am I right? Now the problem with that is, is that never leaves us. That never leaves us. So that when God expects us to use some of our time to be a blessing to somebody else and sacrifice just a little bit of time during the week to help somebody else, we look up in God and say, mine! It's not so funny now, is it? How many of y'all know we all struggle with little Johnny inside of us? God says, serve one another. Serve one another. He said it so much, and he illustrated it to such a point. I was going to kind of wait to the last point for this one, but we'll, we'll talk about it there too. The disciples kept arguing over who was going to be the greatest. Who was going to sit where in the kingdom? You know, they wanted that, that, that special spot beside Jesus and and, and that high position, and so, so people could look at them, people could serve them. Most people want authority, or most people want power, or they want money so that, that other people can do stuff for them. And Jesus said, you got it all wrong. You've got it, you've got it totally, totally wrong. And that's the point, if you remember, and by the way, this is hours before his crucifixion. This is hours, just hours before the darkest time in his life when he would be in the garden and agonizing and sweating to the point his sweat becomes as great drops of blood and now he has to deal with this foolishness. And he takes off his outer coat and he puts a towel around him and he gets down. The master of the universe, the king of kings and the Lord of lords, The God who spoke this world into existence got down as a slave and washed his disciples' feet. And and then you you know what he said? And you know what he said? And everybody listen. Everybody listen. I'm almost done. I'm talking about we just got a couple letters left. Why is this so important? Many, many, this, when you're preaching the day we're living in and you try to motivate people in the day we're living in, Everybody is in the selfie age. What's in it for? Everybody wants to know that. Everybody wants to know that. If I'm going to do this, what's in it for? If I'm going to have to, what do I get out of the deal? All right, let me help you with that. Jesus gets through washing their feet. He gets through serving, doing for someone else. Y'all with me? Doing for someone else. When he gets through with that, he gets back up and he says, do you see that? Basically, he's saying, was y'all paying attention? He said, did you see what I did to you? He said, if I, your Lord and master, have done this to you, you need to do this one for another. And then he says this. This is the most important part of this thing. He says, if you do this, you will have 
joy. Joy. He is saying joy and happiness and fulfillment and contentment is going to be found when you serve others, not if people serve you. And you know what? I can say this by experience. That's the God's truth. I've gone out in that, I've gone out in that, that, that gym on Sunday afternoons and, 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 and I've watched people being ministered to. I've watched people being fed and given something to eat and they're enjoying the fire out of it. But they're not enjoying that near as much as the people that's cooking it and giving it to them. Because true joy and fulfillment comes from serving one another. And guess what? Life groups gives you an opportunity to fellowship, to affirm, and to serve one another. I, I, it is I, isn't it? Yes, I am I. C.C. White, no, it's Mickey, amen. Uh, uh, I, what does I stand for? I stands for intercession. Intercession, or do you want to use the word interceding? Interceding. What does interceding mean? Let's look at the verse. Let's look at the verse. Look what it says. 1 Timothy chapter 2, 1 Timothy chapter 2, verse 1 through 3. Watch this. I exhort, there's that word encourage, encourage. I exhort, therefore, that first of all, supplications, prayers, what's that next word? Intercessions and giving of thanks be made for all men. For kings and for all that are in authority. Why? That we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and honesty. Go back to the first verse. Go back to the first verse. I exhort, therefore, that first of all, supplications, prayers, and intercession. intercession. Now, why do you think he put that word there? Because really, in technical terms, uh, uh, supplications, prayers, intercessions, it's almost synonymous. It's almost all the same. It's almost, you say, well, you just that's just overkill. No, it's not. Here's the difference. Prayers is when you're asking God for something. Intercession is when you're asking God for something on behalf of someone else. What does that mean? It means that we should be interceding for other people. We should not just go to God for our needs or for our wants or for our problems or for our situation. God expects us to pray on behalf of someone else. You know what I found about interceding? I found this out. Most of the time that I spend praying for someone else is when God is moving on my behalf because I'm praying on somebody else's behalf. If you will look at the story in the book of Job, you will find this out, that Job, he prayed for his friends. When did God turn the captivity of Job? When he prayed for his friends. You see how all of these things is taking selfishness completely out of the picture? God is wanting to remove selfishness completely out of our life. Now, why is that? Because of Romans 8, 28. For all things work together for good to them to love the Lord, to them that are called according to his purpose, for whom he did foreknow. What's his purpose? For whom he did foreknow. He did, he did predestinate. He did choose. He did decide. He did determine. It was God's plan and purpose from all generations that you be conformed to his son. 
And what was his son? Philippians. What does it say? It said, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation and took upon him the form of a servant and was made in the likeness of man. And being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. There was no other selfless person like Jesus. Jesus gave up everything. Jesus was totally selfless. And he wants you to be that way. And he gives you an opportunity. And he gives you an avenue to be selfless. Are y'all with me? He wants you to fellowship one with another. He wants you to affirm one another. He wants you to minister and serve one another. But more than anything, he wants you to pray for one another. You know, it's one thing for you to pray. It's another thing for someone to pray for me. Boy, we need to pray for one another. What do we do in life groups? We pray for one another. We pray for one another. Boy, it's something to hear the voice of another person speak your name and go to God on your behalf. But see, the only way you're going to do that, well, let me hold on. L. Now, what is the obvious word? Okay. Love one another. This is a new commandment I give unto you, that ye love one another. You know what Jesus said about loving one another? He said, this is going to be the proof, the evidence that you're my disciple. Not for your own sake, but for the lost world. How will the lost world know that you're my disciple? By your love one for another. Now everybody look at me real quick. Look at me real quick. How many of y'all have had more than five years church experience? Okay. How many of y'all have had ten years or more of church experience? All right. Twenty years. Most of us. And that amount of time, without I probably could have stopped at five, but that amount of time, how many of y'all seen some junk in church? Squabbling, whining, gossiping, criticizing, church splitting. How about it? And we sit in our chairs wondering why the world don't like us. We sit in our chairs and we wonder why does the world call us hypocrites? Why do lost people call us hypocrites? We love Jesus. But see, that's part of your problem. Well, number one, that's not true. You say, why? Because Jesus said, if you love him, you'll love me. Because you can't love me unless you love him, and you can't love him unless you love me. And so this world sees us bickering and fighting and squabbling and carrying on, not loving one another. That's right, Rev. Preaching that orange jacket. Go ahead. Preach on. I'm, I'm with you. Hunker down. Plow. Drop that plow right there. Preach it now. I have my own shout just in case you're not using yours. I'll bring it out at any time. 
How many of y'all know a lot of the lost world have a legitimate complaint? Well, I tell you what, they're not like me. Okay. Thank God. We don't need two of you. Right? Listen, I, I, I've, heard, I've heard, well, I tell you what, I tried a life group out and it, it, they didn't. It, and it, 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 it. Now look, I got, I got as, as, as normal as the families I think is out there. And half mine's crazy. They are. I mean, they just, they, they, they some I didn't want to take Tammy around when, I, when we first, you know, I didn't want her to, her to hold that against me. Amen. And if the truth be known, we'd all, we, we'd go back in our family. Y'all got some crazy ones too, so quit looking at me all funny this morning. But we don't kick the nuts out. They are. Nobody's perfect. Nobody's perfect. Now, look, hey, we strive for excellence. We do. We strive for excellence. We want to be excellent at what we do. People are attracted to excellence. We do. We want to be excellent. We really do in, in music, in ministry, in what we do. But you're not. And we're not going to be because we're not professionals. We're not professionals. We're not, we're not up here performing. This is, not, this is not Broadway. We're not here to put on a show. We're family worshiping together. Amen. Yeah. I, I was thinking about the little hiccup in the music today. And I know that drives Jalen crazy. And I was sitting over there grinning like a possum. You know what? That just means we're human. That means we're family. We, we, hey, it is what it is. If you think you can do better, you jump up here. Yeah, I said it. We're family. We're not going to beat each other down. We're going to say, get up, man. Try it again. We're family. How are we going to get along? We love each other. I use this illustration all the time. I use this illustration all the time in, in, in foundations class because we, we talk about our beliefs. Our beliefs and essential beliefs, we have, lip, or we have uh, unity. In non-essential beliefs, how many of y'all know there's some non-essential beliefs? There's some beliefs that people have that I don't know where they got them from, but they got them. But it's not going to get them into heaven. It's not going to keep them out of hell. It's a non-essential. You can, hey, hold on to it, brother. Have your conviction. Do whatever you want to do, but don't force that on me. And we're going to have liberty. We're going to have liberty. Listen, in all our beliefs, in all our beliefs, we're going to show charity. 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 What's that mean? What's the word charity mean? Love. And I use this illustration. Me and my brother, we are as opposite as as opposite as can be. I'm talking about just completely, totally opposite of the whole spectrum. But when he's up here visiting me, I want him with me. When I'm down there in Florida, I want to be with him. And and, a matter of fact, when I went and visited him a couple weeks ago, I didn't even really want to come home, man. I was so enjoying my time spending with him. And it's not because we're identical. We're totally opposite. It's because I love him and he loves me. If church is split, if church is split and they have church problems like that, it's not because of disagreement. 
It's because of lack of love. Because I can disagree with somebody and still get along with them because I love them. Now, you might not like it, and I'm I'm telling you the God's truth. That's a fact. I don't agree with everybody in here. Everybody don't agree with me in here. We don't all agree on the same music. We don't all agree on the same preferences. We don't all agree on the same team. Right? Does that bother you when them guys mess with you? Lord, no. Don't bother me. I love them guys. We have a big time. Because we are family. So I didn't like that group I was in. Getting another one. Getting another one. If that don't work, start your own. Hello? Can I say this a minute? Can I pastor for just a second? Can I pass her for just a second? Let me just pass her for just a second. Everybody's not the same. Everybody don't need to be in a certain group. Why? Because sometimes personalities conflict. It's not necessarily that, that, that one person... Uh, y'all help me in the balcony. Help me in the balcony. Y'all, y'all coming in and out. Help me, help me, help me. Be as still as possible. Some personalities conflict. Not because one or the other are bad people. It's just they're different. Yeah, right. and, the, and, the, and the problem is they're like way different on the spectrum. So it's just, it's just weird. But guess what? This person over here that thinks that person over there is weird. That person over there thinks that one's weird. But guess what? There's about 10 other people that's just as weird as this one. <laughs> and we got to put them together. Weird people will find weird people. Say Amen. But keep this in mind. These over here think them over there are different. (laughs) I don't know how they have two, ten other couples with them. They're different because they're the same different. (laughs) What's my point? Don't throw the baby out with the bathwater. Don't say live groups are no good because you had a bad experience. Because everybody, this is family. Life group is about being transparent. Life group is about living life together, experiencing hurts together, experiencing tragedies together, not just fellowship. I'm not, I'm not as adorable as I am now at home all the time. Sometimes I have my days. Brandy, she asked me Saturday morning, you wake up with a better attitude this morning? (laughs) You know, when your children get grown, they can say stuff like that, you know? You still want to punch them in the face, amen? (laughs) The bad part was she was right. (laughs) She didn't kick me out because I'm family. I remember one time, I'm, I'm, I'm going long, but you need this. <clears throat> I, I remember one time in life group, it was just me and Tammy had had a discussion. <clears throat> <clears throat> like 10 minutes before life group. Does that ever happen? No, don't, don't raise your hand. Don't raise your hand. <laughs> and it was, just, it was just, man, in life group, I had an attitude. I had an attitude that particular day, that particular night, and, and, uh, and, uh, Anyway, we was transparent in life group. 
And I had to come back to the, I had to come back the next week and I said, look, man, I had an attitude last week. Y'all forgive me. Y'all forgive me. You know what they did? They didn't think nothing of it. You know why? Because we're family. And life group is about being real. Life group is about being authentic. By the way, you can't do none of that in here. You, you can't be transparent in here. All of y'all got your Sunday clothes on. All of you got your Sunday smile on. All of you got your Sunday fake cell phone in here. Y'all know what I'm talking about. I'm not being crude and I'm not being mean. I, I'm, I'm, I'm meaning this. You argued all the way to the parking lot, but you told your kids, hush up before we don't you tell nobody me and your mom is talking like this and get out of the car. <laughs> How y'all doing? We're too blessed to be stressed. Y'all going to get with me in the balcony? They ain't going to get with me. Y'all, 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 am I telling the truth? Y'all know I'm telling the truth. I know who I'm preaching to. Why do you think me and Tammy drive separate cars on Sunday? Amen. Transparency. That's the only way this works. So how are we going to do that? Why? Why? Why means yielded. Yielded. Look at this verse. We got to hurry. I'm in my rollover minutes. Amen. Look, look what this says. How are we going to minister and intercede and love and, 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 and do all of these things? It says in Ephesians chapter 5. Ephesians chapter 5 verse 18. And be not drunk with wine wherein is excess, but be filled with the Spirit. Speaking to yourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord, giving thanks always for all things unto God and the Father in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. What's that next word? Submitting. Everybody say it. Submitting. Submitting yourselves one to another. Look at, look at the next verse. Look at the next verse. <clears throat> Uh, let me see. Do you have uh, Ephesians 4 2? You have that one? Let's try that. All right. With all, that's humility, meekness, with long suffering, long suffering. What does long suffering mean? Suffer long. Right? Look at the next word. What's the next word? Forbearing. Forbearing. You know what that word means? Here's the Alabama definition put up with. put up with that's what it means what does that mean you got to put up with some people sometimes you got to put up with Alabama fans amen Nicky Joe I'm preaching now ain't I preach on sometimes you got to put up with people that's a little overbearing sometimes you got to put up with people that's a little different sometimes you got to put up y'all with me how do we do that Forbearing one another in love. Look at this next one. This is, this is so important. This is so important. Be ye kind one to another. Tenderhearted. Tenderhearted. Forgiving one another, even as God, for Christ's sake, hath forgiven you. 
Do y'all know that's the secret to every relationship? Whether it's a partnership or whether it's a marriage. You want to make that marriage work? Be constantly forgiving one another. I told somebody this week, you go into marriage with both eyes open. Once you get into marriage, you shut one of them. Amen? You know why? Because it's two imperfect people. And it's usually two imperfect people expecting the other to be perfect. Life groups is a place where we can submit one to another. And I, I looked that word up. I looked that word up. You know what that word literally means? It literally means this, to put someone else first. Life groups gives you an opportunity to be selfless, to be like Jesus, and put someone else before yourself. Preacher, what are you saying? I'm saying this. Be here tonight. Come be a part of something that can be the greatest blessing in your life. So I had a bad experience. Get over it. It won't be the last one. I've had a bad experience at, 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 at Burger King, but I've gone back. Amen? I've, anyway, let's all stand. Everyone stand. I got so much more I want to say, but all I can say is this. I have seen, I have seen some major tragedies, major tragedies experienced, and I've been eyewitness to the fact of life groups coming around and hovering over those major tragedies and made it bearable. And they walk through that valley of the shadow of death together. I'm telling you. And by the way, this stuff that we talked about, fellowship, affirmation, ministry, intercession, love, and yielding, you can't do that in here. You don't have the time to do that in here. You don't, this, is not, this is not the atmosphere for that. That's why you need to be in a life group. And let's live life together. And all God's people say it. Father, in Jesus' name, have your way in this service.